at season two of It's About Time with Charlize. Conversations with Charlize and Yolanda. I want to make sure to put that conversations in there because we do a lot of talking on here. Mm-hmm. And we are so happy to be back for season two. It's been a while. It took us a little longer to come back, but we are ready. We are prepared and we are equipped, right? Absolutely. Excited. Let me go back to where where it all began. So it's about time conversations with Charlize and Yolanda is where we bring our conversations to the table, our experiences, our expertise, expertise, all of that to address relevant topics that impact our lives and our communities. This is the place to be authentic, to be transparent, and to be inspired. So welcome to our table. And I'm Charlize Lewis. And I am Yolanda Mason. Today's show centers around being credit savvy. Now known as, now known as the credit coach strategist, our guest today is Saivaskia Bray Pope who has worked in the corporate economic development community in Louisville, Kentucky for over 20 years. Pope is one of only four certified economic development specialists in the state of Kentucky, which is a huge accomplishment. She has passionately coached and mentored aspiring small business owners in the areas of micro lending, economic development, and small business services. So for our listeners, let's define financial literacy. What are some credit myths and misunderstandings that you hear about? All right. So thank you for having me on your show today. I tell you, you made me sound really, really good on that introduction. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess one of the myths would be most people feel like that they're not able to tackle financial literacy. Uh, they A lot of times people feel like because uh, they don't have the necessary knowledge that, that there's a myth and misunderstanding that uh, they can't get out of debt or they cannot generate generational wealth just because some of the mistakes that they've made in life. And so finance education and literacy is really being knowledgeable of sometimes those things that we didn't get as a child growing up, not learning how to budget, not learning uh, how to save, not um, learning money management. So it comes down to money management when we talk about financial education and literacy. Absolutely. And, and, I, and I really know that that's a big thing for people because whenever we talk about credit, it does tend to be kind of an uncomfortable conversation. And um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure how we got there, but I know that that's something that folks like you are targeting uh, to make oh. it more comfortable and understandable for the average person. Yeah, I yeah. like that. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about uh, this. Uh, how can people negotiate with creditors? This is a big one without the fear, shame, and guilt of of what you talked about, those mistakes that they may have made in the past or being unwilling for people to see the real financial picture. How how can they learn uh, to negotiate that without those issues? Yeah, so sometimes it requires a coach uh, to help process through the industry. The financial industry uh, can be very interesting when you, when you think about uh, when a creditor calls you on your phone and oftentimes 
you know, we will ignore that. And sometimes we use somebody else's name. So the first thing they're dealing with, they're, they're dealing with fear. You know, I call it fear phobias. Uh, they feel that uh, they can't get out of that issue that they're dealing with. But that's really not true. You know, I'm a, I'm a true believer that, you know, God can't fix what man won't face. And so a lot of times we've got to face our fears uh, and not believe the myths of the industry that we cannot tackle the debt because we can tackle those the debt. We can uh, uh, move forward in our finances. And so a lot of times it really comes down to fear. People don't believe that they can be better than what they are. And if times allow, I'll share my testimony as well. But a lot of times it's just, it comes down to fear. And how do they tackle it? Well, first of all, you know, you gotta be true to the, as they say, be true to thy own self. You gotta be true to yourself and believe that you don't have to stay in that financial situation, but that you can come out of that. And so they need the necessary tools. A lot of times they need coaching uh, so that they can understand what's really going on within the industry. I hope I answered that for you. No, you really did. And I love how instead of, because we live in a world that stigmatizes this idea of bad credit. You know, we even make jokes mm -hmm. about it. Comedians talk about it. You know, if you want to make an adult feel bad, that's one of the things that people tend to target. And so I love that you dug into that root. You know, the root of it is actually fear. Um, and I think mm -hmm. that's important, especially for our community to know. Um, and mm -hmm. also, what are some easy financial goals that people can set just to get started? Yeah, that's a good question. So I think when you think about a goal right now, even between now and the end of the year, I think one goal specifically for those who have credit cards uh, to set a goal not to go over your 30% limit on your credit cards, even though this is going to be a shopping season, right? Uh, the holidays are going to be upon us and we tend to pull out those credit cards. But if we go above that 30%, that's going to impact our credit. And so I think one goal is trying to stay away from your credit cards. Another goal is it's not too late to save. It's not too late to put 10 to $25 a week aside for the next six weeks. Uh, you could develop a spending and savings goal. Put that money aside, you know, maybe, you know, some of the ladies we can sacrifice because, you know, we're we doing a lot of investment in ourselves, get our nails done, we get our pedicures, you know, our hair and our makeup. We do all of those wonderful things, right? So if we Absolutely. put about 10 to $25 a week and maybe the next six to seven weeks develop a, a savings goal and a spending plan, I think from now through the end of the year, those, those will be some good goals. I love that. And I love how you gave us hope for the end of the year, because some folks tend to say, oh, I didn't do it all of 2021. And that was my goal. But I think mm -hmm. you just inspired the hope of, yes, you can kind of begin again, even at the end of the year. Yes, That's you big. can. Yes. Big. And I, I, I like that question when we're talking about uh, negotiating with our creditors. I had a situation where um, I had something on my credit. I didn't even know what it is. And I keep telling people, mm -hmm. you've got to check your credit report. Oh, yeah. oh yeah because 
If you don't, you can have something charged against you that is impacting it negatively and you don't even know it's on there if you don't check. And I had a situation where my name, my brother's name, my dad's name, they're so similar that mm -hmm. it started to pull all of our credit together. Oh, oh wow, yes. And so <laughs> I had to sit down um, with an actual counselor at, at the credit agency. And you know, you don't ever get the people on the phone. I had an actual counselor mm -hmm. there that had to pull off each account one by one. And I think it ended up being like 14 accounts. Yes. And so they had to sit down and I had to say who it belonged to out of mm -hmm. all three of us. And then there was some stuff on there. I was like, okay, that doesn't belong to any of us. Take that out there too. But it's about that you can't have the fear of handling that and managing that because it does impact your financial future. And I, I want mm -hmm. people to also be clear, identity theft is out there. Oh, so definitely out there. I mean, one to two seconds, somebody's identity has been stolen. And then when you talk about uh, debunking those myths, a lot of people think that credit agencies are like Congress, like they have all the power. But the truth of the matter with the cred credit agencies, we're talking about TransUnion, uh, Experian, Equifax, they really don't have the power that people have. They're basically... Uh, taking what that lender has made an agreement with, and the lender is reporting you to those credit agencies. They're not checking to see, as an example, uh, I gave Charlize a $10,000 loan, right? And they're not going to check to see, did I really give Charlize that $10,000 loan? Mm. And if, if someone was late, they just automatically put that on your credit report. Mm -hmm. Over 90% of things that go on your credit report are inaccurate. And so we teach people to let them know that, you know, they have a right, according to the Fair uh, Reporting Act, that they can't have these items dispute because most of the time they are not accurate. So, so yeah. But you talked mm -hmm. about uh, sharing a piece of your story. How did you get here? So my story uh, goes back to, really goes back to 2016. Um, I had two family members. I had the loss of my husband and my daughter. And, you know, being accustomed with two incomes, uh, I was not quite ready for all of that to um, happen in my life, right? And so it really put me in a credit quandary. I mean, I almost... Uh, lost my home. My home went into foreclosure. My daughter had uh, two adult children, so they began to lean on me. And so my score went all the way down to the low 500s. And it's like, it was really embarrassed, but I'm free now, so I'm okay. And so one of the things I did, I had to get past fear. I had to seek out some help and some assistance uh, to get myself fixed, right? I had to be willing uh, to face the fact that it wasn't that I was a bad mounting manager and it's not, that's not always the case. It was just that I had a, a, a horrific life, two life events, one after the other within two weeks. And so I was not prepared for that to happen to me. So one of the things I did, I sought help. I sought to see uh, what services was out there. I knew I couldn't fix it myself although you can dispute your own items. So I sought services uh, that taught me uh, how I could get my credit repaired. And as a result of that, what I gleaned from that, Charlize, is that I saw that there were so many people like me. And so I thought, well, if I can get through this, then I can help 
someone else get through it. So that's really what got me on the track. I experienced it. I lived it. I was fearful. I went through all of that. And once I started using the services with the company that helped get me back on track, now, uh, you know, I'm not totally debt free, but, you know, I'm living a little comfortable now more than I was then. My score went up over 200 points. You know, uh, I understand uh, the, the formula of how credit works because there is a formula to that. Uh, understanding how your credit works. Wow. Thank you for, for sharing that. Thank you for sharing yeah. that with, with all of our listeners and, to sh- and for sharing that with us. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're the senior pastor and founder of New Century Fellowship Christian Church. And so I want you to talk to us a little bit about how you brought your marketplace expertise to um, ministry while you've been empowering pastors and ministry leaders and congregations to, to really get that financial health um, in, in check, in order. Yeah, well, you know, it gleaned from being a pastor, uh, you know, a lot of times we teach on stewardship and the importance of the ownership and taking care of the ministry, taking uh, care of the people and the church. And so it, 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 it derived from tithing. You know, it was very important to me that I teach tithing in my church. I didn't want to be the type of church that had to have dinners and uh, because I know what the word of God taught, right? And and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with people having dinners, okay? Nothing wrong with that. But I wanted to build a foundation where they would be financially educated and, and give them the tools that they can understand tithing, but understand the benefits of tithing and understand being financially educated because God didn't call us uh, to be the tail, but he called us to be the head, right? And to be good Amen. steward over his resources. So it started from, from, from biblical teaching. And from that teaching, as I was learning to, uh, to be better and and credit and money management and wanted to build a legacy, then we begin to develop that within our church first. We begin to have series of financial educational classes. And then we begin to take this out to the marketplace. Uh, we call it credit for the church. And so we uh, develop a program called credit for the church where we would start teaching pastors. Uh, we were having weekly meetings uh, geared toward pastors and ministry leaders. And what I found out, there were many pastors that were experiencing the same thing that I was, fear. They didn't want to anyone to know because they was a pastor that they too needed to learn credit budget and money management skills. And so we began to take that from the marketplace after we dealt with our own uh, parishioners, i say. So we've seen homeowners, uh, Uh, get homes. We've seen people to get credit that never had credit. We've seen people uh, on the verge of filing a bankruptcy, but they then they didn't have to file a bankruptcy because we begin to teach them and guide them through the process. So it has been a beautiful thing. It's in in some cases, some of the people we work with, it's been a miracle 
uh, of God working through the Holy Spirit and helping people be financially free uh, from the debt of bondage. And that's what it is. We're not supposed to be in the debt of bondage because uh, the word of God said, who the son sets free is free indeed. And I saw many people that was in bondage and that just began to, to touch the pulse of my heart. And I said, God, you put me in this position and is there any way that I can help some people that's what it was all about. It was helping and changing, changing the trajectory of what people thought, what they could have and what they thought they couldn't have. Wow. That is powerful, incredibly powerful. And, it, and you know, and it's real. Uh, there's been, um, I mean, you know, now a lot of pastors, uh, they're bivocational. It's not like it was 15 to 20 years ago when they came in as a professional. You know, the church was paying the mortgage, paying utilities, uh, paying salaries. Now, pastors, they have to, they have to work too. I mean, if you want to grow your ministry, you got to invest back into your ministry, just like anything. So we saw that pastors uh, were having a difficult time. And that really uh, plays on uh, the mindset of a pastor because he's trying to minister to his flock, him or her trying to minister to their flock. And now they've got all of these uh, bills over here. They're trying to take care of their family, right? As they should. And so what happens is uh, that really messes with their flow because now they're trying to teach and preach it, but yet they're trying to live and then they're trying to be financially mm. free. So we give them the keys. Well, we talk about the keys to the kingdom. It's about the keys to the kingdom. <laughs> And hey, letting them hey. know that there's tools and there's resources for churches, pastors, and ministry leaders. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I love that. Mm -hmm. I think what's particularly powerful about that is how you make those connections. Because sometimes mm -hmm. I think that, you know, this is Charlize's term that I've, le I've learned so much about since uh, being uh, connected with her in friendship and sisterhood and working together with this podcast, this idea of the stewardship and talking about ministry to marketplace. How do we stop those from being separate entities and begin to kind of blend those together? And I think it's brilliant that your thought was to start with the church and liberate at the home mm -hmm at the home base Absolutely. and then let that liberation just go out into the larger community and the marketplace and then draw in other ministries. I, I just think it's so unselfish of you to think of that in light of yes. what you have been through. And it, it adds so much power to your mm -hmm. ministry. It has to, because I like, when you were talking, mm -hmm. I kind of felt those cold chills, like, okay, she takes this incredible tragedy digs in and then says, I'm not just going to be okay by myself and let everyone else you know, exactly. well out there in the waters of uh, yeah, exactly. And I just, that was just incredible. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, absolutely. absolutely. Mm -hmm. So um, as we, I'm sorry, I, that just moved me and I had to That's say okay. that. So, um, <laughs> so let's, I'm thinking about like, um, you know, we always think about what can you take home? Even as a pastor, you know, I know when you're mm -hmm. sermon writing and sermon prepping, you're thinking, okay, what will be the nugget that may help them through the week? I know that's how pastors think. Is there like yeah. a final word of advice that you would give our listeners? Because they will be listening. And uh, after hearing what you said, yes. I know they're going to be inspired. Give them something that would be like a word of advice or a jewel uh, that they can really take with them uh, to think about, about being credit savvy as we go into 2022. Yeah. So the first thing I would say is to make sure that you pull your credit report. 
because in order to be credit savvy, you got to know your beginnings. You got to know where you are. Now, of course, we offer those services, but however, they can go out to annualcreditreport.com and get a copy of their credit report. So you wanna, you wanna start there. You need to go ahead and find out what is on your credit report because you can't move forward to the future without dealing with the past and living in the present. And Amen. so, yeah, so you wanna pull your credit card uh, report. That's the first thing they need to do because they won't know what they're dealing with. Now, those who may have already, you've pulled your credit report, you have it, I encourage you, uh, again, as I said on the holidays, don't go over the 30% of your um, credit usage, right? Uh, be sure not to do that because that's going to lower your score. So that'll keep your score from being lowered for those who already uh, have credit. And then for those who have many credit cards, don't go charge up all those cards and then come 2022 and then you got to pay back all that debt. Mm -hmm. And so that to cover... Uh, a few audiences on different levels. And just be encouraged uh, that credit is your asset and that you can uh, make uh, a bounce back just like I did. And it's nothing for you to be afraid of, but I believe that God wants you to move forward and wants you to be your best self. And being your best self is really uh, credit and money management and building legacy for you and your family. That's what's going to help you be credit savvy. Thank you for that. Mm -hmm. Now, I've been writing notes as you've been saying it, because I want to make sure that I got those nuggets, not just for the people out there, but for myself. For you know, me. I think yeah. we ought to do an annual audit of our credit. We, we ought to do that. Um, that ought to be part of our practice. Um, but before we leave, um, you also are the author of It's In You, 12 Power Principles for Becoming the Woman God Called You to Be. You also have a show on Envision Radio. You are part of the Envision Radio family, like me and Robert. And look, yes. I've been doing my shameless plug. Y'all see my mug keep sliding in here? That uh -huh. radio show. <laughs> so we are part of the Envision um, Radio uh, family. But yes. how can people actually connect with you okay so you know i always face facebook is always your best connection and so they can definitely get me on facebook at you know at my name savaspia uh, uh then they can get me on my website which is savaskia.com which is s-y-v-o-s-k-i-a.com i'm also on instagram and they can get me there as well um uh, so you know they can directly text me, you know, 502-416-7389. I will give free consultations the first 15 minutes. Uh, I like to see where people are to see if uh, they are a good fit for me. Uh, so I try to give them analysis so they'll know where they're going. Mm -hmm. So what's the name of your show on Envision and when does it air? So actually it's airing right now and as we're speaking. So Credit oh. Conversations with Savaskia airs every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. And it's www.envision-radio.com. Correct. All right. Um, so thank you to all of uh, 
first of all, thank you, Savaskia. Thank you so much for joining us mm -hmm. as we continue to shape our dialogue around real life issues and real talk solutions. You can find and subscribe to our podcast on Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, Pocket Cast and Radio Public. You can also find us on our Facebook page. Join us next time as we strive to be authentic, be transparent, and be inspired. Thank you all so much for joining us today.